Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Demon Land podcast. My name is Andy, and joining me once again, Grape Viney. Good evening, Grape Viney. How are you? I'm well, thank you, Andy, and good evening to Demon Land uh, on what is a very special night. Uh, got a ripping guest coming on, and I'm wondering if this is going to be the most popular podcast that we've had uh, since we began. Yeah, you think it's it's got to be uh, up there with uh, one of the most popular uh, players that we've got at the club. Uh, the other player that we did have on as a guest uh, probably rivals um, rivals our guest tonight in popularity. But um, the way our guest tonight is travelling, um, it's not going to be long until he overtakes uh, Big Maxi Gorn uh, for title of um, of favourite player. Um, at the club. There's a lot of competition for spots, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, Max is obviously still up there, but uh, the kids pushing through of uh, putting up strong competition, Hunt, Oliver, Petraka. Uh, so there's, uh, there's a lot of love to go around. Yeah, there certainly is. I was at the uh, player sponsors uh, barbecue uh, on Sunday, uh, which is always a great occasion, uh, particularly if we have a win the day before. Um, last year, it was after the um, Hawthorne win. So that was, you know, it's just a great feeling. Everyone's, you know, sort of upbeat. The players are happy. Um, you know, in years past, it was always sort of a dull affair, <laughs> you know, after a, a thumping. But, uh, yep. you know, it, it was great having a win. Um, uh, Jack Watts got up and sort of spoke for a few minutes at the start. And uh, Max wasn't there because Max had hurt his ankle. Um, so he was sort of advised not to be sort of walking around on it. So uh, uh, Jack Watts cracked a joke saying, oh, Big Max isn't here. So uh, <laughs> basically there's no one else for, for the people who are there to talk to because he's always the favourite um, favorite person, particularly well, Jack, with the kids. Jack Watts gets his uh, fair share of love too. He's a supporter's he's obviously polarised supporters, but he's got lots of fans too. I so. must say, he is like an absolute gentleman. Um, you know, you have a chat with him, he's, he's you know, he's not shy, yes. he'll talk to you, he'll, you know, it doesn't matter, he's very talkative, very chatty, um, and yeah, I just thought he was... Uh, very, very personable and uh, exactly. very good with the kids, and look, all the players are. Uh, they do a lot of community work these days and school clinics and uh, junior clinics and the like, and uh, they all really give it their time um, uh, a lot um, and themselves, so good on. And I could see there, all the kids there got a real kick out of, you know, going up to the players, asking for autographs, asking for selfies these days. Uh, back in the back in the day when we were youngins, uh, you know, going up to players, there was none of this selfie business. But um, you know, the players were none too happy to to sort of get down on their knees and have a photo with these kids. So, yeah, it's it's it was a great afternoon, and um, yeah, I, you know, have a lot of respect for a lot of the players that I spoke to, and um, yeah, it's a good good event. I saw Gary Ablett Jr. at the airport once. And he was walking, his, his plane was leaving from gate nine or ten and I watched him walk from the start of gate one all the way down that long aisle and he literally got stopped every, um, every 30 centimetres uh, for an autograph yep. um, or a selfie and he didn't stop smiling once and when you think about that kind of attention that yep. some of the star players get, um, they really do do an excellent job of... Uh, uh, of putting on a, a good face. 
Um, we've just got a quick caller has called in now. Uh, maybe we'll just take a quick call. can only be a couple minutes. Um, and then we've got to get uh, to our guest uh, tonight. So, um, hello. Oh, he's just hung up. All right, we missed that one. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you want to call back quickly, um, uh, give us a call back. Uh, you know who you are. Um, yeah, so um, I don't think we'll... we'll um, delve too far into discussion of of the game because um, we'll get into it uh, obviously after our interview with Jaden Hunt um, but yeah it was uh, it was a great win uh, it's up there with the best of them for the year uh, there's been plenty to choose from though the Adelaide game uh, the Bulldogs game the Eagles game and uh, and this was a really good win against Port uh, I don't think too many people gave us much chance, but a little bit like those other games, we looked uh, switched on from the get-go. And when we bring that pressure and tackling intensity, um, you, you know, it's it's hard not to feel even comfortable early that they're going to go on and win because most teams succumb to it. Yeah, it really was uh, from the get-go. Uh, we were just that the pressure was there. Um, you know, we really it's finals like, footy, finals yeah, top footy, isn't it? It, it was, and um, you know, you know, you can say what you want about Port Adelaide, the fact that they haven't beaten any top eight teams this year. Uh, but then, then, but having said that, they're not easy beats. So it's not like we're playing a middle of the road team. Um, we're still playing decent opposition um, who we've had trouble with in the past. And, um, yeah, full credit to the guys. They really got out of the blocks quickly. And that's that's been a criticism. And we've criticised the team, um, you know, during the year at times for, you know, being slow out of the blocks. But this was the exact opposite of that. And, um, yeah, what a great first half. Yeah, I think Max was the turning point um, in terms of when he got injured. That's when they started to get back into the game. Um, when Max was out on the field, we were heading for a... It was going to be a 10 or 15 goal thumping, I reckon. Um, but uh, unfortunately that happened and then they uh, got on top in the you know clearances and stoppages a little bit, which we'd been dominating up until that point. And uh, it turned into a different style of game. But um, the last quarter uh, was still really, you know, it was no one scored for about 20 minutes there. And it was it was a great tussle, and we're very good at playing lockdown footy yep. when we want, yep. um, just stoppage after stoppage. And uh, Port never looked like scoring. Um, I know they got within was it sixteen points? Yeah, I, I think. think about sixteen at one stage, uh, sort of mid. But I, I felt comfortable the whole time. I never thought we were never thought they were going to be able to get those goals. They just. Yep. Um, yeah, and we're going to need to play that lock-in type of uh, footy uh, at some point. You know, come come finals. Well, I don't want to say the F word, but um, yes. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I think what we're going to do now is we're going to take a quick break. You're going to hear uh, what you were hearing prior to um, coming on. Just uh, sort of the audio of all the goals uh, from the weekend. You can relive those. We're just going to go take a quick break while we get uh, Jaden Hunt on the line. Hopefully we can get him and there's no uh, no technical issues. Uh, but we should be back uh, f- uh, very quickly. Let me just get everything uh, set here. All right, we'll be back in a moment, guys. And well, he's going to have a shot. 
He needs a Malcolm Blight Torpy here. You have to go as far as Blight is just about. He's a great character, this man. He's going to line up with a barrel. Let's give him a lift he, if he nails this. Oh, he's straight on. He's nailed it. Is it going to go through? He's up the Lift on the three-quarter time siren back to 22 points. There he is. The Hunt fans love it. Don't go anywhere. You caught it, Michelle. It was Malcolm Bonas, and the demons are in this game. It was better than uh, Malcolm Blight, I reckon. Our guest tonight has played just 36 games in the red and blue, but has quickly become a fan favourite in the short amount of time that he's been playing. He's known for his dash-off half-back, his exciting runs, his monstrous torps and his love of nippies. He's well on his way to knocking off Big Maxi Gorn as the cult hero of the MFC and the broader footy world in general. I'm talking about none other than the great Jaden Hunt. Welcome to the Demon Land podcast, Jaden. Ah, appreciate it, guys. Good to be here. So, um, Jaden, uh, we have to start off with that uh, massive kick that you unleashed um, at three-quarter time against the Crows in Darwin. Uh, the question on, everybody lips, on everybody's lips is, has the ball landed yet? And the more serious question uh, for you, exactly how far out were you? Because it looked like uh, you were about 60 to 65 metres out. And I've learnt that it might have been against the wind. Is it any, <laughs> any truth yeah. in that? Yeah, I don't know exactly, but I reckon, yeah, around 65 and... Yeah, I reckon that was a bit of a bit of a headwind, so I'll claim that. <laughs> but yeah, I just just decided to let it launch in the Darwin air, I guess, and let it flow. And lucky enough, I got it pretty good, so sailed through. We read in the papers afterwards that you it's something you practice and have um, going back to your junior days. Is that the is that one of the biggest that you've gotten onto? What's the what's the longest? Oh, no, I didn't actually quite get it, I reckon. I reckon I've done a few bigger at training, but it's definitely a fine art to get them, to get them perfect. But, yeah, I like to just once after training, once I've kicked off all the serious stuff, just let out a few barrels, and I often just wait till I get one, then, then I'll get off the track. Great stuff. Uh, Jaden, you've uh, brought the headband uh, back into fashion, uh, following in the footsteps of some other demon champions, uh, such as uh, Todd Viney and David Schwartz. Uh, have you always worn a headband? And, you know, how do you decide which colour and which design you're going to wear on any given day? Is, uh, is there any uh, rhyme or reason to that? Well, yeah, I haven't really worn headbands. I didn't have that long of hair, but I guess it started last year once it got... Once my hair got too long, it started to annoy me. I just, uh, mum used to make me just a headband out of a piece of a uh, shoelace, really. She used <laughs> to make them for me. And then I saw a few old photos of, uh, like you mentioned, Todd Viney and even Terry Wallace. And I thought, why not? Like, why not bring a bit of colour back into the game? And it's a good way to show team colour. So that's why I've gone the red and blue kind of headband, just to show my passion for the club, I guess. And yeah, it's a, it's a bit, bit easier to hold the hair back as well. You haven't thought of going into business with your mum and just having a little side venture selling your headbands because no doubt you'd be <laughs> able to sell them by the truckload, I'm sure. Well, yeah, I've actually moved mum on, so there's an actual company that makes them for me now. So, yeah, if you keep an eye out, I think we're going to start selling them soon, hopefully. There's, um, there's famous footage of the uh, normally very placid 
Bruce Duhl, who became enraged one afternoon because an opponent tried to take off his headband. Uh, has that ever happened to you? Do opponents, you know, get stuck into you because of it? Uh, I guess uh, Jed Lamb the other the other day against Carlton, he was yep. kind of playing on me, giving me a bit of niggle and whatnot. So I actually went to have a sip of water and purposely missed my mouth and got it in his face just to annoy him. <laughs> nice. And he actually ripped. He actually responded by ripping it off, but. The umpire told if he did it again, it would be a free kick, so I guess I invented a rule. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> High contact. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I noticed that uh, Josh Wagner has taken to wearing one. Uh, have you told him to back off and to try and get his own own look? <laughs> nah, it's good. I like it. <laughs> I like, he, he just uses tape, so he's old school, which I, which I admire. Yeah, that's old school. David Schwartz, uh, I think, used to just use the tape back in the day. Jaden, your your love of nippies has become legendary very quickly online. Uh, how did that all start? And um, have they approached you for some kind of um, sponsorship arrangement? Yeah, so I guess I used to have them as a kid and then I kind of just yeah, lost all contact with them and then just... A, a few months ago, I found a shop that sold them again, and yeah, I guess um, engaged in my love for them as well. It's just a great, great tasting drink. It's a bit of a bit of a unique business they've got going because they they sell in the most weird locations you'll ever think of. So I admire that. Yeah, the and uh, go ahead. Yeah, and, and uh, we're we're sorting something out at the moment, so. I think they're going to start giving me some free product, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> That's very nice. They're actually, a milk bar, like some dodgy little milk bar near me, sells them. So uh, if you need a hookup for them, I can uh, I can get them for you. Um, Absolutely, sounds good. I uh, went on to sort of uh, our Demonland Facebook page and and got people to sort of uh, ask people if they wanted to um, ask you any questions uh, tonight and. Most of the questions were actually regarding nippies. So one of the, <laughs> the most popular one was, "What's your favourite flavour?" Oh, definitely ice chocolate. <laughs> All right, there you go. So uh, if anyone's got uh, ice chocolate, uh, send them on to uh, to Jade. <laughs> uh, um, Jade, can you tell us about the owl phenomenon? Um, they were stalking you for a while there. What's become of that mysterious connection that you had? <laughs> yeah, well, I guess it all started um, just out in front of my house. Al um, kind of was hooting us one day, me and my friend. And just whenever I was with that friend for the next few months, we would just run into a crazy amount of hours. So I decided <laughs> to look it up what it meant. and It meant two things, either wisdom or death. So oh, wow. yeah, I like to think, think I'm a lot more wise nowadays. <laughs> well... Let's let's hope it is the uh, the wise one, um, Jada. Moving on to football matters, um, you were plucked from relative obscurity at pick fifty seven uh, by the D's, despite not having played a tack cup or under eighteens. Uh, how did you rate your chances going into the draft, and and what were your expectations? Well, to be honest, on actual draft, I, I thought I was a fairly good chance, but. Uh, that's just because, yeah, Melbourne and uh, a couple of other clubs were pretty interested. But it all really started maybe six weeks before the draft. Uh, I wouldn't have had any intention to play AFL, not even VFL. I didn't even know if I was going to play footy, to be honest. And, yeah, just one day in the school library, my um, coach, who was Robert Shaw, um, just came up to me and said, yeah, you won't believe this, but 
I've just spent the morning talking to five or six AFL clubs about you. So from that moment, it just completely changed and I had to do fitness tests and interviews and stuff and didn't really have time to tell anyone about it because it was all rushed. So, yeah, I suppose before that day in the library, I would have had absolutely zero idea that I'd actually be end up on an AFL list. So it was pretty crazy few weeks who for were me, the, really. Who were the other clubs that were into you? Oh, there's a few, so I think there's a bit of interest from Essendon, St Kilda, a few other Melbourne clubs, but in the end it was it was going to be Collingwood or Melbourne that um, really, I guess, ramped things up in the weeks leading up to the draft, so I thought I'd yeah, end up on at one of those two teams. Um, is there any truth to the story, and I've heard it from a few different sources, and it's around the place, that the recruiters actually went to watch your Brighton Grammar teammates um, such as Christian Salem and Josh Kelly, but you're the one that actually stole the show. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that was very lucky. So I don't think too many recruiters would go to school games if they're not looking at, yeah, I guess, the top guys. And I was lucky enough that, like you said, Christian and uh, both and Josh Kelly were both in the in the Brighton Grammar team. So, yeah, yeah, my, even Jace Taylor tells me that, yeah, they went to watch them and I kind of... He got told to look out for another player, which was myself. So, yeah, lucky enough to catch catch a few recruiters' eyes, I guess, just from school footy. Yep. Nice. So um, you, you spent more than a, a year on the sidelines, uh, not, not long after you came to the club. Uh, did you ever think your footy career might be over before it even got started and that uh, injuries would stop you from uh, getting a chance? Yeah, for sure. Like, my first two years are probably... Missed over eighty percent of the game, so yeah, coming to the end of that because you get a two-year contract when you get drafted. Coming to the end of that when there was only a few games left, I obviously wasn't in contract, and yeah, really thought didn't know what was going to happen. But lucky enough, I um, got a few few pretty serious talks with some senior players and coaches to really, I guess it's time time now to show what I've got. So I was lucky enough to finish off well in that. I think it was the twenty fifteen season and just scraped in for a year contract at the end of that season and then yeah was lucky enough to have a good pre-season and go go on from there uh have you have you missed a game since since uh your debut no i haven't yet which is yeah fingers crossed i can keep that up nice yeah excellent um your pace is obviously widely um acknowledged across the league have you always been this fast and, do, like, did you grow up doing aths and was that ever an option for you at any stage? Uh, I guess I was pretty quick when I was real young, but um, it's probably why I was never in Tennessee Cup. I stopped growing, so I was always really short from maybe 12 years old to 18. So, yeah, I wasn't super quick, but uh, in year 12, I had the massive growth cert, which uh, really brought on the speed. So I actually wasn't in the ath team, but... A couple of weeks before the big APS schoolboys kind of carnival, I went in the house ass and smoked the guy that was supposed to be running. So I ended up having to run to the school with no training. So it was pretty funny. Um, one of the other questions a lot of uh, uh, people on Facebook wanted asked today was, uh, who is the fastest guy at the club? Um, uh, people were throwing out Jeffy Garlett and, um, and Sam Frost. Uh, are you quicker than these guys or...? Who's the fastest? Well, yeah, we never actually go and just do a 100-meter race. It'd be, yeah. be hard to tell. I reckon me and Jeff would uh, probably have to start on Big Frosty, but 
I wouldn't want to be at the end of that race with Frosty getting up to full speed. He's, yeah, he's got a good, got a very high top speed, so it'd be an interesting one. So we've seen you play at at half forward on a couple of occasions this year, um, as the team you know was shuffled around to accommodate injuries. Uh, did you enjoy playing near goal, or do you prefer playing off the half back line uh, where you can add uh, to your meters gain numbers? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was interesting. I like kind of uh, pinching in the forward line, so it's good when you're kind of um, just halfway through the game if you need something just to go down there for a bit of a change-up. But, yeah, I also like like having a kind of your own fate decided by yourself. So often if you're playing in the forward line, you're relying on others. So in the back line, I kind of like seeing the whole ground and seeing where I can go. So, But, yeah, having said that, it's good fun kicking a goal too, so I don't mind either position. Just talking about your kicking uh, for goal, that that uh, disallowed goal against Carlton. Did you run too far? <laughs> I don't know. I was probably uh, I was a bit out of control just because I went to kick it a couple of times and I would have got smothered. So I just uh, had to keep on taking people on. So I was probably right on the line. Yeah, so it was an interesting one. I still think it was a goal. I think just because you kept uh, sort of moving to, to the side, um, that sort of made it look like you were running further. But uh, I've seen other people get away with it running in a straight line for, for further. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> at least we won the game. Yeah, exactly. Um, Jaden, you're hard as a cat's head. Um, you fly for the ball uh, without any fear whatsoever. Um, we've seen you... Um, almost, um, uh, well, almost wipe yourself out on a couple of occasions this year, most recently, I think, against the Dogs at Etihad, was it? Um, has that always been part of your game, or is that just, you know, the demand that the um, that Simon Goodwin's brand of football asks of you? Yeah, it's a bit of both, I guess, yeah. It's always a big mantra at the club to go when it's your time to go, but... I think I'm definitely someone that's very relaxed off the field, but once I get on the ground, I get a bit of white line fever. So, yeah, I guess it's just instinct just to go at it, and I just can't stand losing anything, so that's probably why I throw my body at things. Nice. Um, Jaden, you recently showed uh, loyalty and faith to the club by signing an extension to your contract until 2020. Um, you could have easily waited out your contract, uh, shopped yourself around and perhaps chased some dollars elsewhere. Uh, what was it that got you to sign on the dotted line and commit to the Ds for another couple of years um, before the your contract was out? I guess it's probably the major reason, just the direction we're going at. Um, I love uh, building my game with everyone else, I guess. A lot of the, a lot of the list is similar age to me. We're all on the same kind of scope of improvement, so... Yeah, I see a great future in the next few years, hopefully, and yeah, that's why that's why I probably didn't really wasn't really a choice for me. It was always going to be the day. Uh, well, well, Jaden, since you showed your faith and loyalty in the club and its supporters, uh, Demonland has graciously accepted to extend our player sponsorship of you until at least twenty twenty. Um, at that stage, we'll take stock and uh, we'll make a decision uh, with the direction that we <laughs> want to go in. But uh, <laughs> it's looking good at the moment. Uh, um, another uh, one of the guys in there. We've got a chat room going now. One of the guys has just asked um, uh, is about the synergy in the back six. Um, how do they build that, and how difficult is it to get the zone to work so well? Yeah, no, definitely it's something we've been uh, working on. That um, we're really 
it's all in it together and we really help each other out. So we're not too man conscious, I guess, one-on-one match-up sort of thing. It's kind of building trust for, for others to swap over men and it all just, yeah, it all, I guess, comes down to actions. If you do the right things, you're going to build trust and, and then we get that as a group and we can move forward. So, yeah, we're definitely growing on that. As you can see, there's some, some absolute guns in the back line that are helping me out a huge amount. So, it's, yeah, it's a, real, it's a real good group and I love working with them. Well, you're yet to play 50 games um, and many of your teammates like uh, Oliver Petraka, Oscar McDonald, they're also young and still a lot of development to come. Uh, how exciting is it around the club at the moment uh, with such a t- talented young list and, you know, with a real chance of playing in September this year? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we can't wait to hopefully yeah, finish off the season well. But to be honest, yeah, we're always looking to improve more. I think the team that can improve in this second half of the year has got, got any, as much chance as anyone else. So, yeah, we just want to keep on improving and not have, uh, I guess, hiccups like we have in a few of the games in the last month. We want to play like we did on the weekend and really get that consistency into this young group. Yeah, it's... Uh, Jaden, sorry, just uh, one last one for you from the chat room, and we do appreciate your time uh, tonight. Um, it's obvious through your social media presence that you're very comfortable uh, with who you are, um, you know, out off the off the field. Um, yet on field, as you said, you've got that uh, sort of white line. Uh, white line fever. Have you always been sort of comfortable in your own skin and a little bit out there and and uh, um, uh, perhaps not uh, concerned with what other people think of you? Oh, I haven't always been. The first couple of years of the club, I was pretty quiet. I was always the same personality, but I guess I just kept it to my own friends. And now with just more confidence, I guess I just, uh, uh, yeah, like you say, not afraid to show other people what I'm like. So. Yeah, I'm pretty much an open book at the moment and yeah, don't really care if people people judge me in a different way or anything like that. No, well th- this uh this listener raised it in a positive sense and said that was saying to his uh, son that you're a great role model because uh you are sort of comfortable with who you are obviously, so it was only raised in a positive sense, yeah. Yeah, no, I think yeah, definitely. It's it's a uh, you kind of the AFL kind of tries to mould you in a certain way, but there are ways you can show your personality, just like Gorney. Gorney kind of shows that as well. There's a there's a line, obviously, but, yeah, if you're just showing showing who you are, there's nothing wrong with that, is there? No, not, not. not at all. Uh, Jaden. I just want to thank you for your time you've given us to, today. Uh, we really, really do appreciate it. Um, and good luck for the rest of the year. Uh, we'll be watching, uh, and hopefully we do get to... Uh, have a bit of action in September, so uh, best of luck for all of that. Nah, no worries. Enjoyed it, and thanks for signing me up to 2020. <laughs> Not a problem, mate. We'll catch <laughs> thanks, you. Jaden. We'll catch you at the uh, end of year function. Hopefully, uh, maybe there's some silverware involved. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Cheers, See you mate. Later, guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye. What a great, uh, what a great interview that was. Um, and thank you very much to Jaden Hunt for for allowing us to uh, you know just to, to talk with him and uh, for for giving us his uh, time. Um, you know what what a great bloke, what a great footballer. Yeah, he is. He's getting better and better. Um, 
And that that point, that last point that uh, I raised that Bin Man made, I think is a good one because it's um, uh, most people at that age aren't yet comfortable in their skin, and he obviously is. Um, and uh, yeah, it's interesting because he's he's um, obviously not afraid to sort of be himself and do his own thing, and uh, he's got a cult following because of it. Yeah, and you know what? He uh, backs everything up on the on the footy field as well because um, you know he's just a, a superstar. And um, you know, I've got a lot of uh, mates who aren't D supporters, and um, you know, they like watching him play. Yeah, yeah, there's there's two players in particular that they always mention, and you know, it's and that's Petraka and um, and yeah. um, and um, Jaden. And I must say, in the last ten years, we haven't had <laughs> ever had many of those uh, type of players. That um, so it's good that um, you know now we're sort of uh, you know almost got an embarrassment of riches of uh, young talent um, that's only going to get uh, better and better. Um, but he's, I think, he's really improved. He's, he's played thirty six games yep. in a row, and I think he's really improved. Um, uh, you know, he's had a really steady upward trend. Um, he uh, probably uh, didn't have a great... He got a lot of the ball on the weekend, but turned it over a bit, um, more so than usual. Um, but uh, he's going great guns, and he's going to be a... He's going to be an exciting player to watch for the next 10 years. He's so... I love watching him run. Yeah, it's... There's just something about his stride that's... Uh, that looks good when he's at full flight. Yeah, you know when he gets the ball and he's already got a bit of a, a lead on his opponent, uh, no one's catching him. And, um, you know, I love it when the ball's in his hand and it's it's a great thing to watch. Um, it's rare that he doesn't play on from a mark or free kick, isn't it? Because he just he backs his speed over 99.99% of the rest of the league and he just says, I'm going to gain even five or ten metres here, yeah. um, and kick it on the run. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's great lots to... of reasons to love him on-field and off-field. Yeah, yeah. He certainly has a, a very uh, vibrant uh, social media presence. Uh, if you don't follow him on Instagram, I, I suggest that you do. Get on Instagram, follow him. Um, I think he's at Jaden Hunt. Uh, you should be able to find him by doing a search for Jaden Hunt. Uh, you can also follow... There's quite a few fan pages yeah. now. There's <laughs> Jaden Loves Nippies. <laughs> what, through um, Instagram? <laughs> yes, on Instagram. Um, so yeah, and have you seen that uh, that mob Carlton draft draft spelt? Yes, yeah. Well, I, I've seen the guy on. Um, actually, I wouldn't mind uh, getting a hold of him. Uh, is that the guy, uh, the good boy, good boy, good vibes, or something? That guy who um, he did. I'm not int- sure. They do t-shirts though. Yeah, and yeah there's yeah. been a Max Gorn one, and there's, there was a Jaden Hunt one with him holding a rifle. Okay, and. Um, so you're talking about talking about out a, in the wild. You're talking about a different thing to to me. Uh, there is a guy. Um, I'll show you. I'll show you his page a different time. Um, anyway, uh, let's go on to uh, talk about the match. Um, perhaps maybe the first. I, I made a couple of notes uh, just in in a few points I wanted to make from the game, and the first one on the list was uh, Jack Trengo's uh, return to football. Um, what were your thoughts on that? Firstly, it's great that he got to experience the acknowledgement of the yeah. crowd yeah. 
like on three occasions probably uh, when he first came on, uh, when he got his first touch, and yep. there might have been another time too. But so it was great that he got to see that um, uh, that the supporters have been as faithful to him as yep. he has been to the club. Um, I thought pretty much what um, I think Goodwin set it straight up in the presser. He started really well, had a good first half, um, and then sort of wasn't in the game as much in the second half. So um, he did all right, I thought. Um, he was he was pretty good and early, um, but then, yeah, didn't see much of him as the game wore on. Yeah, um, someone was asking me before the game, uh, another D supporter, uh, whether I thought that, um, you know, did the club throw him a bone to give him a game? And, and I said, no, there's no way. Like, there's no way, no that, way. Um, no. that Goodwin would just throw a player a bone, you know, for, you know, we're at the pointy end of a season, we need to win. So he, he, no one's getting a free ride and, and being undeserving no. of a spot. So if he didn't deserve the spot, he wouldn't be in there. So. Uh, and I thought he, he, I thought he did enough now to at least get another crack at you know at it. I think once maybe um, Jonesy's back, um, there's a possibility that he may make way. But uh, yeah, I'd definitely give him another crack this week. Well, yeah, we'll talk about changes yeah. uh, in more detail a bit later. But he he's probably first or second up on the block. Yep. Yep. To, I think to he go, would, isn't he? I think when, he would know um, that. He'd know when that Jones well. and Vince come back. Yeah, I think he'd know that as well. Um, yep. But, you know, I, I was happy with some of the things that, that he did. Um, you know, he didn't play a terrible game by any means. So, uh, yeah, I was happy with uh, Jack's return. And, um, yeah, as you said, I, w- I was wrapped as well with the, uh, re- the um, reception that he got. But I, I assumed that that would be the case. Uh, yes. Before the game. Uh, yeah. Second thing I wanted to talk about, uh, Jesse Hogan's uh, return to form. Now, yes. he wasn't taking the, the, the marks or whatever, but he made those contests and no one is ever going to outmark the guy. That's, that's the thing. So he made the contest and not only did he make the contest, but he did the great follow-ups um, and three great goals from, uh, you know, being in the marking contest, not taking the mark, ball going to ground and him sort of um, yeah, keeping, mopping his feet. It, keeping his feet, mopping up and three great goals. Um, you know, one of the first one, like sort of a snap. Uh, you know, the second one was great. Also uh, a, snap, also a yeah. snap. And the third one sort of running into goal. But he had guys in front, a guy behind yep. him and a guy to the side of him and got decked as he kicked it um, and showed great poise to kick a, kick a goal uh, on the run. So I, yeah, I was it was rapt- good to see him back back amongst the goals, wasn't it? Yeah, and he seemed to be really enjoying it. Um, you know, he'll get there in the mark. He, the marks will come and, and he'll kick those set shots. But it was great. I think that was really good for him, uh, probably for his confidence and just the team's morale and all that. And, yep. you know, we were still able to, to kick goals as well without relying just solely on him. I thought that was great. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Um Todd Viney, you know, his first quarter domination was... Uh, Todd, Todd Viney or Jack Viney? 
who did I say, Todd? <laughs> yes. I'm, stu- I'm stuck in the headband. You're still stuck 90s. in the uh, headband. I'm, I'm yeah. a 90s uh, kind of guy. So, uh, yeah, you know I meant, uh, Jack. I, 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 um, I think we've got Todd written somewhere on this page that I'm looking at, and maybe I saw that. Um, yes, Jack, of course, Jack Viney, the first quarter domination. Um, that set us, you know, along with Max, that set us up for the, for the win, I, I think. Um, yeah, his first half was superb. And um, as you say, he and Max, it was back to sort of 2016, Gorn Devine, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, and, yeah, if you just look at some of his tap work, um, I think one of, the, one of the Hogan goals came out of a stoppage um, up near the wing or half forward. Um, and, uh, yeah, as Max was back to his very best and uh, Jack was reaping the rewards. Um, I mean, they're just the courage and the bravery of this guy. Because I, as I, as I mentioned earlier, I went to the uh, player sponsors barbecue at Amy um, Amy Stadium, the uh, Amy Park or whatever they call it. Uh, the next um, the next day, and he's on crutches. Uh, obviously, he didn't injure himself, but that's obviously he needs to sort of stay off uh, stay off that foot. Um, you know, it's bizarre so, what he must go through, like the pain, yeah. the level of pain that he would put up with yeah. would probably be enough to hospitalise the rest of us. Yeah, I'd be in bed for weeks and complaining about it. Um, and this guy goes out and gets 12, 13 disposals in the first, uh, yeah. first quarter. You know, just remarkable and Killed deserves, it. you know, every accolade he gets. Uh, no one can uh, doubt the captaincy being given to him at all i mean this guy leads from the front and yeah don't have kinder words to say about the guy um, yep absolutely yeah, spot on uh we mentioned uh gorney his first half that i my notes here say you know he's just set up the win and you know him and viney they just set set that up so nicely and um apparently from what i was told uh, by jack watts the next day Gorney's ankle was the size of a bowling ball <laughs> after the mm. game. So, uh, you know, he, he t- credit to him, you know, he obviously got a jab and continued playing on uh, and still did some nice, nice tap work later in the day. Wasn't as effective around the ground, but, you know, the guy's you know, <laughs> in pain as it was, well. It's a shame because he was really getting back to his best. Yeah. And you know, that uh, strong presence in the marking contests. and Took some great marks, didn't he? Uh, yep. Set up a couple of goals as well, uh, kicking into the forward line. Um, so. Mm, so fingers crossed. Uh, fingers crossed. We've got him this week. Yeah. Still. So we'll talk about uh, changes later. But it sounds like he's going to go through a fitness test, and I reckon if there's any doubt, I reckon he won't play. But we will talk about that a bit uh, a bit later on. Uh, more about this this wonderful game. Uh, Hibbard uh, got the ten coaches' votes again. Uh, I don't know how many times this season he's done it, but it's got to be three or four. Uh, he's not on... They've got the uh, leaderboard, which has probably about 10 players on it. He hasn't cracked it into there yet, but he, he couldn't be too far behind uh, the top, you know, the top 10. Um, and again, recruiter of the year, isn't he? 
Has he surpassed Oliver in the bluey at this stage? Uh, well, uh, if if you, the the Demon Land Player of the Year uh, votes, Oliver which, got which, Pages which, votes again the other yeah, day. Yeah, he did. He got four, um, so he's still there. Um, I think Oliver's probably slightly ahead. It depends what they give votes on. Like different coaches, I've been you know I've been to a couple of uh, BNFs over the years, and I can never work out the exact formula that different coaches use for, for awarding votes. But obviously, if you do your job, you're going to get, even if you don't get many touches, you're going to get, <coughs> excuse me, that's all right, yep. you're going to get votes. So, uh, look, it's, you know, it's different to the umpires' votes, three, two, one. Um, you know, different players get for different things, but he's got to be uh, up there, and I think it'll be a, a head and a neck and neck race between the two of them and, you know, behind that will be Viney and Jones, um, possibly. Um, but because they've missed uh, a number of games, I doubt they mm. will uh, be able to catch the two of them. But, yeah, it's between definitely between the two of them. Big thumbs up for the sort of recruiting, um, the trading and recruiting department, isn't it? If one, two, and the best and fairest is, uh, you know, someone who bought in from another club and a kid that you, you know, um, took a punt on in the draft yep. um, and who, who went a little bit sort of ahead of ahead of perhaps where it was expected. So, um, yeah, they uh, deserve a pat on the back, don't they? Yeah, and uh, I think uh, they deserve a pat on the back. Uh, another player that came from another club, uh, Jakey Milksham, um, isn't he really had a bumper month? Um, kicked three goals this week, kicked three goals last week. Uh, as, you know, can show that he can kick a, you know, one of those great goals, um, you know, just to seal the match. You know, he was on that tight angle. You know, we call it uh, Gary Lyon's pocket. Some people call it Neitz's pocket. But some big goals have been kicked from those pockets. And they're not easy ones, but uh, he, no, put, it it's straight, a good kick. he put it straight through the middle. And, uh, yeah. Won us the game with that one. I'm not the look. I'm not the biggest fan of uh, the milkshake, but if he's going to kick three goals a week um, and do a decent job, you know, as a defensive forward, then it's a little bit hard to complain, isn't it? All right. So you're still not on board the uh, milk train. Um... No, I, I've been happy with him the last uh, few weeks, but. Um, I, no, I, th- I think he's a step back from from the rest of the from most of the rest of the team, and oh. I think another player in a similar boat who's, who's probably playing the best footy of his career is Nibbler. Yeah, he had a fantastic game. Um, his I... first half, especially, was was um, definitely I, re- I reckon his best the best footy he's played. Yeah, I think, it, and I noticed early on, and I'm not sure I wasn't paying too much attention to it later in the game. But I noticed very early on he was playing that role um, off half back, but you know when in the ball yes. up, running straight into the square and actually got his hands on it a couple of times. One time they called back the ball for another ball up, but he was playing that role. And I didn't really pay attention to see if he continued that, but it was definitely uh, you know the tactic to begin the game with, um, and I like him in that role, um, sort of running straight into the middle, or, or not necessarily even him, but I like that, um, how we've got that set up and teams sort of haven't sort of gotten onto that uh, yet. Um, and I will say someone asked 
me to ask that question of uh, Jaden Hunt, and I chose not to because I don't think it's up the players to sort of give away tactics. Uh, that they, no, you know, he doesn't not need to talk about those so, kinds of conversations. Yes, on air. so I love that we're <laughs> there doing could be that. Spies listening. That's right. I, yeah, <laughs> all the spies listening from the other clubs. Um, but really, yeah, it's not for us to sort of ask those questions. We we know what the what the tactic is. We don't need to get it from the horse's mouth, and I, I wouldn't expect any player or coach that we talk to to give up any of that type of information as much as we'd love to all hear it as as fans and supporters and whatever um yeah i would prefer that they keep everyone in the dark including the opposition teams um about that yeah yeah yep uh, um go ahead nibbler's first half though is the first time he really showed composure with the footy in hand yes and yep. especially that spot up yep. kick to um to track yep uh, in the first quarter, which was a bit of a payback for track spotting him up at the end of the Carlton game. <laughs> yep. So uh, that was really good to see because in even earlier this year, he might have had a shot um, or otherwise rushed his kick, but that was sort of a, um, uh, yeah, it was a neat neat little chip back to, uh, to track. So Well, um, he, he was under pressure uh, at the time. Um as well, so yep. I, um, yeah, it, it was great that he was able to uh, take a look and have the presence to sort of see if anyone uh, was in the middle, um, sort of at the top of the square. It just so happened that there was, and that was a great, you know, great kick. And uh, it's 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 something that I've noticed. We're really playing as a team, playing for each other. There's there's no one sort of hogging the ball. Um, no, that you know they will look to see if there's someone in a better position. Um, and that was great. Um, yep. So, yeah, well done, Nibbler. Um, yeah, I'm very happy with his form and hopefully uh, it continues because he's he's definitely earning that place in the team and he's not really, I don't think, anymore in the discussion of, like, you know, when we say who's going to come out, I don't think uh, his name is one of those, yeah, this guy can come in for uh, Nibbler. Um, so, anyway. No, you'd think, like, if you... Um, if you say that Vince and Jones are the two that would automatically come back, you'd say Trengove and JKH would be the yeah, the yeah. first two to go out, uh, you know, before uh, before you'd start thinking about, you know, Nibbler and Harms. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and um, well, particularly, you know, with JKH, because we've got uh, Garland in the team, um, you would think... Um, yeah, he'd be the first uh, one out. Um, speaking of Garlett, uh, nice segue there to bring him back in. Um, I thought he was uh, fantastic. Missed a couple of goals. Uh, they weren't easy. Uh, two times in one of the odds, uh, two times in a row of uh, hitting the woodwork. Um, oh, the first one was easy. You should have kicked that first one. Yeah, yeah, I, hate, yeah. I hate when he misses those easy yeah, ones because I love him and I just want... It's, I've just got this thing for him and Jesse. I know it's better to spread the goals around and have, you know, 15 different goal kickers, but I just want Hogan and Jeffy to kick all the goals yep. and for both <laughs> of them to get a bag each week. So well, he really I get so frustrated when he gives up those easy ones, uh, Jeffy, because he does quite regularly. And then uh, then obviously see we, then, then we see the, um, the miracle one from the boundary. Yeah. But that um, I know the first one he missed. That was a, a pretty much a sitter. But I loved his run. 
I love that passage of play. Yeah. Um, you know, it should have ended up in a goal and, um, you know, it didn't. Uh, but, yeah, I was uh, very, very happy with him. Um, as I was with uh, T-Mac's uh, kick for goal earlier in the game, he keeps, he keeps doing it. Every time he gets the ball, 30, uh, 50 meters, you know, 40, Just 40 meters it. out. You know, that style is, is funny looking sometimes, but it's gun barrel straight. Every time he kicks it, it's straight as an arrow. And, um, yeah. Uh, the other thing I wanted to discuss, I started a, a thread um, on Demon Land this week. And, actually, I'll, uh, I'll mention our telephone number. I uh, should have mentioned that earlier in the night. Um, if anyone wants to give us a call on any topics about uh, about the game, any of the players, or about the topic I'm about to talk about, 03 That's 03 Nine zero one six three triple six, or you can Skype us, Demonland thirty one. Give us a call; we want to hear from you. Um, we also have a chat room at demonland dot com slash podcast. Get in there; you can, uh, as long as you're signed in through Demonland, you can uh, chat with us and ask um, uh, ask us any question you want. Um, so, I started a thread on Demonland this week in in regards to the crowd. Um, I must well, say, you copped a cane yeah, I, I did cop it a little bit from some people, um, and I'm prepared to wear it. I, I, I sort of said initially that it was pathetic, but I sort of dialed it back a little bit from from that. I, I, at the time, where we sit, um, where we sit on the first level up in the the northern stand, uh, is it called the northern? No, we're the Olympic stand or whatever. Um, yeah. You can't see really above you. And you can't see below you. Um, and the crowd was quite loud and vocal. And I thought we had quite a big crowd. So I was like, when I saw it was 27,000, I was like shocked. And this was a little, you know, pissed off even. Um, I, I thought we should be getting more than that. And, at what, and when I say more, I'm not talking about 40,000. I was talking about two, three, four thousand, five thousand more, like to crack at least the, the 30,000 mark. I, I don't know. Uh, was that surprising to you, that crowd? I, I know it was our best crowd ever against um, Port Adelaide, but I, I thought a team... I was, I, was, I was more surprised to hear that than that the crowd was 27,000 or whatever it was on what? Saturday. Um, that that was our biggest crowd against Port in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, and I thought, uh, I thought it was down a little bit because I tend to think that um, <clears throat> for those interstate games, we tend to get about 30 so, uh, but I, I'm actually a pretty good predictor on the day and I thought it looked small, the crowd. Um, so I wasn't surprised to see the 27 and the members wasn't full like it usually is, the MCC members. Um, and there were fewer people in the Southern Stand too, so. Um, and look, I know it's Saturday, people have sports, people work, uh, but, you know, people complain about the Sunday fixtures, Um People and wanting Saturdays, and then we get a Saturday, and then people are saying no, they they don't like Saturdays. So I don't know what time. When do people want to play? Uh, when and where? Um, I, I just my my worry is that but there's uh, also sport on Sundays. Yeah, there? well, kids have uh, footy, you know. Yeah, and that's family day and whatever. And I, I don't know what what. Uh, uh, 
I was a little disappointed with the crowd, I must say. And I'm not having a go at anyone. I, I was away two weeks ago. I was on a family holiday. I couldn't help it. We were away. So I missed the Carlton game. So I know I can't talk. I didn't go to, to that game. But, yeah, I was a little bit disappointed with the crowd. And uh, I'm not saying oh, you should. everyone should get to the game and every game and buy a membership and, and come to every game. I was just I was a little, little shocked that that was the crowd. I would have liked to have at least cracked the 30,000. 30, I think... Uh presuming they don't fall off a cliff in the next two weeks, and it's possible they might because they're not a very good team. But when we play St Kilda in a few weeks at the G, if they're still in the race um, for the finals, then uh, you'd think we could get 50-plus in that game, surely. Well, I don't know. Um, uh, Someone mentioned that the uh, MCG releases what they think the crowd's going to be, and they predicted 33,000. Um, and we know that uh, in the... Yeah, the MCC do that, yeah. Oh, the MCC. And we know that the Richmond game, they underestimated. I think they thought 70,000 and then there was over 80. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. So they seem to think. Uh, could it have been the cold weather? Is is cold weather a, a, an excuse to keep you away? It didn't rain. It wasn't forecast to rain. Um, I can understand rain. Uh, it was colder outside the ground than it was in the ground. Yeah, I noticed that as well. Um, it was once you once you sort of got the stands around you, you're protected from the wind, and that's what was cold. And I must say, I did go to a function uh, prior to the game, and I had had a few drinks, uh, so maybe my uh, my frustration at the crowd was helped by a, a little well, bit that of always the, helps, ale, doesn't it? the the ale inside of me. So, uh, all right, well. Uh, you know, I dare say we won't get too many people at the uh, Tasmania game um, coming up, but uh, that's not our home game, so we don't need to worry about it. Uh, but then I was actually, the Bulldogs game a few weeks back, I was quite disappointed with the Demons crowd at that game as well, even though it wasn't our home game. Um, and it wasn't yeah, and I thought had, I thought that was fine. You did? And Yep. Maybe I'm a bit... Uh, and where I was sitting, there were a, a decent number of Melbourne supporters. So Maybe because I was sitting behind the goals with no one sitting next to no one. Mm. It just felt felt a little bit colder and emptier. Um, anyone, any other individual performances from uh, Saturday's game that you uh, want to highlight before we move on um, to the next topic? Nope, uh, nope. No. 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 Happy with uh, happy with uh, the way it is. Okay, yep. um, there was another return uh, at the club this week, and that was uh, Angus Brayshaw. He made his uh, return to um, to VFL football, and I was happy with uh, his output. I didn't see any of the game, but I did see stats, and uh, apparently he had an eleven uh, disposal third term, and all up had. Um, uh, where was it? Twenty-three touches um, in uh, Casey's uh, sixteen-point win over Essendon on Saturday night. Is there any chance he plays senior footy this year? I I posed the question last week, and that was before he had played. Um, we obviously weren't, you know, weren't sure. Um, all depends on how he goes. Um, I think if he doesn't have any setbacks in terms, obviously, if he cops a, a knock, that's probably it, definitely for this year. But if he gets through unscathed and unscathed, and he continues racking up touches, why not? As, as if he's if they reckon his fitness uh, is there, uh, mm. to, you know, match fitness to last out a game, um, and the the 
he's racking up posies, why not? That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? It's an extra, you know, extra extra weapon in the arsenal that we could unleash uh, come the pointy end, the real pointy end of the uh, season. So mm. um, he's in with the chance. Good to have him back, though. Great to have him back. So, um, yeah, I was rapt uh, to see that he played well and, um, you know, got his hands on the ball. And let's hope he continues that. So Yeah, here, here. Go Gus. Uh, injury list. Well, I don't know if you were around social media this afternoon, but uh, there were a few. Uh, there was a shockwave rippled through the uh, social media community, possibly onto Demon Land as well, with the news that um, Neville Jetta, Jets, uh, ever reliable uh, defender, uh, limped off the training track with a suspected ankle injury. And that uh, panic uh, was quickly averted a few hours later when uh, it was uh, stated that he'll be fine and he'll play this week. Did you uh, see any of that? Yes. Yeah, I think Misso was quite upbeat about it, wasn't he? So that should be okay. I think Max is the real worry, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, he'll, he'll have, a, he'll have a, um, a test later in the week, fitness test. I, I, as I said before, I don't think I think if there's any doubt, they're not going to play him. I don't think they'll risk him, um, which will be a shame because uh, apparently, um, what's his, Goldstein, who had got dropped last week, uh, had 52 touches in the resis, which you would expect that he would, and you'd think he'd be coming back, and he always gives us a lot of trouble. He's been in some ordinary form this year, that's for sure. Yes, so we are, who knows? We are Melbourne. We are the experts at playing uh, players that have dismal form back into form. I think those days are over. <laughs> are they? I think that's old Melbourne. You're still suffering from MFCSS. Yeah, well, when you've had it for 10 years, it's hard to, um, it's hard to, hard to outgrow it. Uh, not 52 touches, destroy, destroy all those 52 touches. I meant uh, hit-outs. Um, so I apologise for that. If he had 52 touches, I'd be, I'd be heading for the hills. Um, other than that, um, injury list. Um, Jones is still another week. Yeah, so um, I d- it doesn't sound like he's going to play this week, uh, but there's a very good chance that he's, um, he'll be back the following week. Uh, against GWS, and um, that well, that's great. So, uh, so no changes. Well, possibly Max. I mean, obviously, uh, if he doesn't pull up, uh, Peterson, I guess, gets a recall. I'm not sure. Not, not the Spence. Well, they didn't seem to want to play Spence when Max was out last time. I don't see why they're going to play him this time. Mm. Uh, look, I don't know what the form's like in the what either of Peterson or, or Spencer's form was like, but going on last time, you'd think Peterson's going to get the call up. Yep. Yep. Um, so, barring any other injuries, I don't think, and without with Jones not coming back, I, I can't see them making any other changes. Can you? Uh, no. 
No, I think, as you said, I think uh, Trenners will probably get another week. Yep, I'd like him to get another week. Ha- quite happy with uh, Trenners getting another week. And, uh, yeah, both he and and uh, the hyphen, Kennedy Harris, um, would want to play, you know, play their lives out this weekend because Bernie and Jones will be knocking on the door the week after. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, well, Destroy all is asked. Will Boomer kick ten? <laughs> well, I'm glad. Only Boomer. against Melbourne could yeah, a retired yeah. player <laughs> yes. actually possibly still kick ten goals. So yes, it is plausible. Yes, that is uh, my MFC SS uh, definitely um, has nightmares about uh, Boomer kicking ten. Uh, even when we're not playing North Melbourne, uh, that happens to me. Um, speaking of North Melbourne. Uh, we've brought this topic up a number of times. Uh, North Melbourne now are possibly our last uh, home and away hoodoo remaining. Uh, we have not been. It is the last, isn't it? It is like the last. Yeah. We we knocked off quite a few this year. St Kilda uh, winning away in the WA um, had a one there since two thousand and three. I think St Kilda we hadn't beaten in a long, long time. But the biggest. Uh, the longest, um, I think one of the longest uh, hoodoos against a single team uh, in a, the amount of games we've played. Um, I think it's 16 or 17 games. Is that correct? Uh, uh, let me open up the uh, thread that uh, was talking about it. Um, where's this? Uh, North Melbourne. Beat North Melbourne. Last win was round... 2006. It's a 14-game losing streak, but it could now be 15. I'm not sure if that's been updated since the last time we played them earlier in the year. So 2006, and I was talking with uh, Jack Watts on on the weekend. I don't mind a name drop, but I, I was at the play sponsors function. Was speaking to him. I, le- I let him know that uh, we hadn't beaten North Melbourne uh, since 2006, and it was he that brought up the fact that he's never beaten them. Uh, since he's been playing for the D's, which... Um... Well, I'm surprised he didn't just uh, repeat what Goody says back, and that's well, where this side doesn't worry about that, and we're making our own history. Well, that's a good attitude to have, but uh, for me as a Melbourne but supporter yeah, who uh, has experienced well, every, all those 10, 11 years, um, yeah, <laughs> I remember them. Yeah, don't we all? And everyone hates North, so... Mm. Um, that sort of adds to it, doesn't it? And they are, you know, they're in, a, they're, they're in a position where we were a few years ago and perhaps even worse off because they don't have the same base support that we do. But North are just completely irrelevant and they, uh, they should play, North should play their games during the week <laughs> like at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday. Uh, just any oval that they can sort of find that's available because no one would notice. The crowd would be similar, two or 300 people. That's all they get to North Games. So it's time uh, It's time we absolutely pummel these pretenders. Yeah, well, let's not uh, make fun of them before we've uh, played them. Uh, I'd hate for that to come back and bite us in the in the bum next week. Um yeah, I'd love to love to beat them, and uh, a win, sort of, uh, you know, a win puts us uh, 
not one just step in, closer. Not one step closer, but it also starts putting us into another equation, which, you know, um, which is top four equation. But let's not get ahead of ourselves just yet. I, I don't even want to mention the F word yet. Um, so let's not talk about the T F word either. But one step closer, yes, it does. Um, the TF word. Top four. Ah, right. <laughs> TF word. Well, I thought actually before the Port game, I mm. thought if we win this, uh, we're a good chance for top four. And I reckon, um, I think Adelaide are a good side and I reckon Sydney are a good side. But I reckon, you know, um, I reckon we're sort of, we'd be sitting third or fourth there behind those teams. I, I reckon our best is as good as anyone. And uh, I think we're a lot better than the teams around us and even some of the teams above us. Well, I'd also like to take a scalp before uh, the year is out. Um, I'm looking at the uh, GWS game. Um, they seem a well, bit how much of a, How there. much of a scalp is it at the moment? Well, they're, they're not playing particularly well either. Which is why we're playing them at a good good time because then you look at a team like Brisbane and, you know, all year they've been uh, sort of the easy beats and they're, they're sort of playing a quite nice uh, football at the moment and we're going to come up against them in a few weeks. Uh, uh, as You know, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves even further and talk about three or four weeks down the track. But, yeah, yeah sometimes it's when you get to play these guys because uh, with GWS... Um, Toby Green got uh, knocked out for two weeks and, um, you know, all of a sudden, GWS could be beatable. Yep. All right. So, um, all right. So, barring Max's fitness test, maybe no changes this week. I'll take that. You know, when... (sighs) Let's have a win this week. Um... If anyone wants to call the show, uh, last chance to do so, 0390163666. Or you can Skype us, Demonland31, Grapeviney, anything else uh, you want to talk about before we wrap this boy up? Uh, no, just let's hope the um, – I noticed someone uh, Skewart has started a thread. It's already now in its second page, our failure to crush teams. Yes, yes. I mean, I talk s- about getting ahead of yourself – um, we're only just learning how to win at the moment, let alone put teams away. So, yeah, I think it's um, I think it's valid. Um, I've sort of I've noticed it. We um, we haven't been able to put teams away, and I'm not saying you know we should, but you have a look at some of the the the, the stats that he brought up, and you know we've been in positions to to crush teams, and haven't gone on with it. Uh, have either just sort of kicked another goal for the rest of the game or allowed the teams to come back in and make the score a bit more respectable. Um, I, I don't think that's a worry because I'll take the two, I'll take the four points any day of the week. I don't care how you get them. Um, but it's, it's not a worry, but it's a concern. <laughs> Maybe not well, even the, a concern. The only but... issue is that, <clears throat> you know, in a year when percentage might be really important... Um, you know, like conceding those final junk time goals against Adelaide, 
which blew the margin out by another three or four goals. And, you know, not being able to, say, put Port away by by seven or eight goals and instead we came away with a, you know, a four-goal win. So it, it could be that that uh, percentage is important at the end. But well, I, look, hopefully I, we win enough games that percentage doesn't yeah, look, matter. I think percentage is only working on our side at the moment. I think the teams below us don't have the percentage to sort of uh, match it with ours. Um, if you're Maybe if you're looking top four, that could keep us out of a top four position. Um, you know, barring another, uh, thump, another thumping, I, I think our percentage is, is fairly healthy, um, yep. considering that teams like St Kilda are under, well under 100. Um, so I don't think that's going to affect us, uh, the percentage. But yeah, I, I, you know, the next step will be, I think that's probably something for next year, that when we're in those positions, like we were against the Western Bulldogs, being, you know, 50 points up at... at um, three-quarter time, we probably should have gone on and really thumped them. Um, yep. You know, that's that's the next step in the development. Um, but as I said, I'll take the four points any day of the week. You win enough games, then the rest takes care of it itself. It's, it's like I, I don't like having to rely on other teams losing for us to get into the finals. We've got to get into the finals ourselves. Enough of this, well, if this team loses, that team loses. No. Let's make the finals on our own. Yeah. So. Anyway, all right. Um, no, looks like uh, we're not going to have uh, the gentleman who called in earlier today. He's not going to call back. Uh, that's a shame. Uh, give us a call next week. Um, we're live. Uh, we'll be back live next next Wednesday. Uh, unfortunately, Grape Viney will not be joining us. Um, uh, he won't be in town um, but Whispering Jack will make his uh, long-awaited return back to the Demon Land podcast with special guest. Drum roll. Uh, that's my, you played drums, didn't you? Maybe you can give me a drum roll. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. So our uh, special guest next week will be Demon Legend Russell Robinson. Uh, or I should say Robertson. Um, will be joining us... Um, and I think that'll be fantastic to talk to him. I love Robbo's work. Oh, we've got a we've got an incoming call. Let's take this uh, before we talk about Robbo. Uh, good evening. You're on the air with the Demonland podcast. This is Andy. Who am I talking to? Uh, Dummy Gun Twelve. I've been in the chat room all night. I've seen you there, Dummy Gun. I love the name, by the way. Um, welcome to the Demonland podcast. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, I just wanted to ask, what do you think in particular is it about North Melbourne that we just can't seem to touch? Great money. It just wanna... seems so odd. Great money. You want to take that one? I think that uh, it's all it's Goodwin's right. It's in the past, and um, you know the Melbourne that we that we watch run out in two thousand and seventeen. There's no relationship whatsoever to the uh, the teams that have run out in years gone by. And, yes, I understand that last year when we played them, most of the 22 would be uh, similar. But um, things have just transformed under Goodwin. So I think it's, uh, you know, we've really only had one crack at them and we should have beaten them uh, earlier in the year. And the rest of it doesn't count and won't count on 
Saturday, and I think we're going to notch up a win, and we'll probably notch up a comfortable win. Yeah, but so I don't think yeah, they're untouchable at all. Their forwards gave no, us. A, their forwards gave us a bit of a, a problem, a bit of a headache uh, last time, particularly that uh, Ben Brown. So let's hope. Yep. Uh, yeah. Let's He's hope a good player, can, Brown. Uh, yeah. Um, who takes him? Um, Jesus, tough one, didn't you? Frost? Yeah, I can't even remember who took him last time, but uh, yeah. Uh, look, we've got versatility because we can, you know, if Frost isn't working, we go one of the, you know, Oscar Mack, um, and then we can always bring uh, Tommy Mack down back again. I think that's the, the great thing about how versatile uh, Tommy's at the moment. Uh, he can always be put him back into defence. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Uh, I think Ben did Ben Brown. I heard kicked a bag last week too, didn't he? So he's definitely in a bit of form at the moment. <coughs> yeah, he is. So uh, you know, he's you know that's uh, he's the one we've got to uh, look out for. Um, and I think also there a couple of their midfielders gave us a bit of trouble last time. So uh, if we can win it in the in the middle, um, yeah. Hopefully it uh, doesn't get down to those uh, to their their forwards. Yeah. I think we sh- we should be able to shut them down. Yeah, that's it. Well, well, will you be there, Dom? Are you going to the game? Oh, Tasmania, no, no. <laughs> oh, right, yes, of course. <laughs> did you forget that we nah, were playing them? Um... Oh, I did forget that we were playing down in Tassie. Yes, there you go. Does that change your uh, your prediction? No, not at all. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I will confess I have been at a little bit of a bandwagoner over the last few years. I haven't gone to a lot of games, but starting to go to a little bit more. So that's show all... some support. That's all right. Uh, we will take any support uh, that we can get. Um, yeah. Get a good time to get a membership and get back on board. Not a problem. All right. Thank you for your uh, call, uh, Dommy Gun 12. I I love that name. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Thanks, mate. See you later. Cheers. Thanks, mate. See ya. Dommy Gun uh, 12. Now, that's a a polarising issue. What did you think of Tyson's game on the weekend? Uh, Look, I'm fine. I was happy with him. Um, got a lot of the ball, turned it over a, a fair bit. Yeah, he does, but he's, you know, he's getting the ball. So, um, yeah. You think he gets enough to sort of get away with it, basically? Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, no, I don't have uh, too much of a problem with uh, Tyson. Um, I think it was a very important uh, in for the team this week. Um, you know, we, we, we struggled with without our sort of engine room. Yep. The week before, so uh, it was good to have a few of those uh, guys back in there, um, getting their hands on the getting their hands first on the footy. Yep. Um, so as I said, uh, Russell Robertson will be our uh, special guest uh, next week. Um, he'll be, you know, it'll be great to sort of talk to him. I've really before Dommy Gun called, I was going to say I've really enjoyed uh, Robbo's uh, pre-game and in-game um, presence. Uh, the last couple of years, uh, you know, we've we've been to many games where you know we've been the opposition. We haven't been the home team, and some of the compares that are going around are, are very bland and uh, you know 
I just what about that disgusting Carlton, that that car, that Carlton car? Oh, the uh, hovercraft that messes up the MCG. <laughs> yeah. That thing should be banned. Yeah, I thought that was uh, banned in the nineties. Uh, it's it's just, it stinks up the place. Yeah, 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 it ruins yeah. the grass. Get it off the MCG. It's, it's bloody sacred turf. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Don't um, bring your crap <laughs> piece of metal. <laughs> Um, spewing and farting gas all over the place. Yeah, so it'd be good to uh, talk to Robbo, and uh, it'd be good to see how much input he has with uh, what they do out there. Whether whose idea it was for the, um, you know, the the marking Hogan's Heroes or whatever they have that. Uh, I love that. Segment. I like the dash actually. Yeah, well, that's good. Uh, well, I've seen other clubs do that, so I think Melbourne might have pinched that uh, uh. from a few other clubs. Uh, I've seen do that over the years, but uh, I, I, it is, it, it's good. And I want to know how do you, I I've never seen them advertise any of these things, so I want to know how they um how they get uh, people yep. to do these yeah, things. Yeah, that's um, a good point actually. Um, Speaking of um of uh, game day presence, uh, you know who was hanging around? You didn't see it because you sat elsewhere mm-hmm. on the weekend, but you know who was hanging around our seats on the weekend and yep. who I said good day to, and who it was a great thrill to see was the wizard. Oh, okay. He, he, he was, was there with his uh, whole family. I think he might have been in at the lunch yep. um, where they probably promoted the reconciliation action plan because yep. um, I think uh, Liam and Ozzy were also around. But uh, the Wiz was there and everyone was just obviously delighted to see him. Yep. Um, uh, still, he's one of the all-time faves, isn't he? Well, he was the uh, he was the guy kicking the ball to the the guys in the uh, Hogan's Hero, the marking, uh, you know, the oh, specky, okay. the specky right. competition. He was the special guest uh, kicker for that one, and that's probably he's, a, he's moved s- back to Melbourne now. Though, yeah, 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 he's playing uh, locally. He's kicking bags yep. of goals. Um, yeah, um, wouldn't mind uh, trying to get a hold of uh, him, and getting him on the uh, podcast. At, Having a having a bit of a chat with him, maybe we'll see if uh, Robbo can <laughs> give us his deets. Um, but yeah, you mentioned Liam and uh, Ozzy; they were actually sitting right behind me, uh, a few rows behind me, and they they were loving um, Jeffy Garlett's uh, output on the on the day. Um, yep. Yep. So um, I think we're gonna. Uh, I was Flash in town as well. Uh, I know he was. He was definitely. he was there during the week. He was definitely there during the week when they did all the unveiling of a few things, and uh, I think we did mention it on last week's program. But they um, introduced a new uh, indigenous mascot, which mm. I thought was a good idea. Um, is that? Do you know if that's uh, a weekly thing? That's every week now. That's a new mascot, or was that just for this week? I'm not sure. But yeah, I, it's, but as someone pointed out, we've got a lot of mascots now. Yeah, but what does it matter? I mean, it's for the kids, you know. I mean, unless you're talking about dilute, diluting the brand or something like that, I, I think it's fun for the kids to have a couple of uh, mascots running around. They're just all they are is people in demons uh, jumpers. It's uh, now. Destroyers asked the question, and I think his memory's correct here. That hovercraft didn't it crash one time. <laughs> Possibly in the era. <laughs> oh, I did. I did. I know. <laughs> so it actually really was twisted metal at one point because I think it had, an, had a crash at high speed. <laughs> what was it doing? Stupid Carlton. What was it doing in the era? <laughs> oh, I got no idea. They were oh, got a... probably they were showboating. 
There's got to be and, some uh, footage of it's it. It's bounced um, back on them. Carlton, Carlton Hovercraft, <laughs> Yarra. That is the most offensive thing in football. That noise, it's diabolical. Maybe I'll call the EPA the next time we uh, play them and see if we <laughs> yeah, can get Yeah, it's them. not a bad idea. All right. Uh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> this is an article from uh, from AFL.com. Um, blues sink to new low as hovercraft flips in the era. <laughs> this ah. is from May 11, 2015. Carlton's fortunes have sunk so low, even its hovercraft is having trouble staying afloat. A day after the upset loss uh, to the previously winless Brisbane Lions, and this was another time they lost to a winless Brisbane Lions, the hovercraft used in the club's pre-game entertainment this season flipped over on the Yarra River. Uh, it had to be dragged to shore, and a member of the public sent a photo of the salvage operation to a Melbourne radio station. The, no. ho- the hovercraft is emblazoned with the famous Carlton Club crest. Uh, high winds apparently caused the vehicle to flip over, and it is understood there was no damage. Damn! So it wasn't a it wasn't a wreck, but it did flip over. I wonder whether it was a bruise-free accident. <laughs> well, you'd hope so. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, giving it uh, to a lot of my Carlton supporter mates about uh, the whole bruise-free thing. I'm, I'm quite enjoying their uh, their time at the bottom of the ladder, um, and hopefully they stay there for as long as possible. Yeah, may Jeffy get another bag this week. Yeah, yeah. I still got a mate that said, thinks Jeffy is a Carlton supporter. He thinks Jeffy's no good, and I just show him highlight. I just send him highlights every week. <laughs> I just send him. I take uh, take uh, clips and send it to him every week, and rub his nose into it. Yep, good stuff. So I think um, I think we're going to end it there. Um, thank you, uh, Great Viney. Thank you to all our listeners uh, for listening. Thank you to Jaden Hunt uh, for being a great guest and um, being very open and honest with us. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back Wednesday, eight thirty p.m. next week with Russell Robertson. Um, and um, yeah, well, this I'll get this podcast up. Uh, so if you missed any part of it, you can go back and have a listen to the Jaden Hunt interview. Um, we'll catch you next week, hopefully talking about a demon's win. Go days.